I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today we're going to talk about sleep. How many people have sleep issues? Raise your hands. Most of you. How many people are too tired to raise your hands? Yeah, a lot of you. So sleep is a big issue and every day in my practice, I've been doing this for over 30 years now, almost 35 years, patients will come in and say, Doc, I got this problem, I can't sleep, or I go to sleep and I wake up, um, or I can't get to sleep, or I, I, I wake up and I'm not refreshed. And this is a big issue. You spend a third of your life doing this, so you better be good at it. And a lot of you are sabotaging your own sleep. Now, you could be the picture of uh, picture per perfection when it comes to eating early in the evening, not watching TV all night, uh, not sitting on a couch with your head all twisted. As a chiropractor, of course, we see a lot of people coming with neck problems like that. Uh, 68 degrees in the room, dark, back cave-like uh, uh, environment. So why are you still experiencing insomnia? So I'm going to take a closer look at how nutrition and the research in nutrition is pointing to sleep issues. You'll see the things that what you eat before you go to bed can play a big role in how, uh, how well you hit the hay and how well you sleep. So according to the National Sleep Foundation, insomnia is the difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep even when a person has a chance to do so. So it's quiet, you have the ability to sleep, and you're having trouble with that. There's both acute insomnia, which can occur conditionally, kind of based on life circumstances. You're stressed out, uh, you, you uh, uh, had a problem at work, uh, maybe there's a drippy faucet or a bird singing outside. And there's also chronic insomnia, which occurs, by definition, at least three nights per week and lasts for three months. So how many people have chronic insomnia? A bunch of you do. I know you do because I see you in my offices all the time. So both of these conditions can be influenced and exacerbated by environmental factors. So as it turns out, it's not just stress or playing with your, you know, the blue light coming off your phone screen or your computer that can sab sabotage your sleep cycle. If you're suffering from insomnia, you can't sleep soundly throughout the night and you can't figure out why, a couple of things I want you to look at as far as your diet goes. Now, as a chiropractor, my team of doctors see this a lot and one of the main problems we see is pain. Patients will come in and say, Dr. Joe, as soon as I lay down at night, I have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, restless leg syndrome, my arm goes to sleep. So pain is a big issue, and that's where chiropractic comes in because we try to get to the cause of your pain and not just treat the symptoms. Some people will take sleep aids. Well, that can, might help, but the problem is that that's not fixing the cause, it's treating the symptoms. And another thing people come to us for, they want to treat it naturally, so they'll do melatonin. Now, melatonin is a chemical that's produced in your brain, and it helps you go to sleep. So the problem with taking melatonin is if you take it, you might get addicted to it because you start taking it and your brain stops producing its own melatonin. If the brain isn't producing its own melatonin, you can't get to sleep. And so what do you need? You need more external sleep. So just because it's a natural aid doesn't mean it's a good aid. So where does melatonin come from? Let's cover this before I get into the diet because it's all going to tie together. Melatonin comes from serotonin which comes from 5-HTP, 
which comes from amino acids being digested in your stomach. So your stomach has essentially one job, and its job is to take proteins and unravel them. If we look at a protein under a microscope, it looks like a ball of yarn. And so we take a, a protein into our body, whether it's from a carrot or a steak, the stomach releases hydrochloric acid, which activates pepsin, which activates pepsinogen, which then allows the proteins to be broken down into something called amino acids. The amino acid tryptophan combines with vitamin B6, and a lot of you are deficient in B vitamins. I see this all day, every day in my practice. So even if your digestive system is working, if you don't have the vitamin B6, you can't take the, the tryptophan and combine with B6 to create a chemical called 5-HTP. 5-HTP then becomes serotonin. Serotonin is the happy neurotransmitter. It makes you happy, it helps you focus. When you have anxiety, depression, we try to utilize the little bit of serotonin that we have. My approach is, let's try to make more serotonin. Novel approach, I know. But we can do that in most cases by fixing the digestive system. So tryptophan combines with B6, creates 5-HTP, 5-HTP becomes serotonin, serotonin becomes melatonin. But here's another catch. 95% of the serotonin in your body is not used in your brain. It's used in your digestive system. So if digestive system isn't working, you're not producing enough serotonin, so you can't produce enough serotonin to make the digestive system work properly. Elvis Presley said, we're caught in a trap. And that's what it is, you're caught in a trap. So what do we do about that? We try to fix the digestive system, going back to the source of the problem. And in many patients, about 85% of patients I test, the stomach is spasmed and it can push up against the diaphragm. And if the stomach pushes up against the diaphragm, the stomach isn't doing its job properly in most cases. So what we do in our offices, and all my doctors are trained to do this because I have the same problem, we take the stomach, we massage it, we pull it down away from the diaphragm. We adjust the stomach. When that happens, the stomach relaxes because the stomach's job is to create something called peristalsis. Peristalsis is a wave of muscular contraction. And so you put food in your stomach, and the stomach contracts and, and mixes the proteins and the food with digestive enzymes, in this case, uh, pepsin and pepsinogen, to break down the proteins. If the stomach is all spasmed, it can't go through this wave-like motion, this peristalsis, to help mix the food with the acids to break down the proteins. So what we do in our office is we massage the stomach down away from the diaphragm, and then from a chiropractic standpoint, we check the nerve supply from the spine that controls the digestive system. And when that happens, now we physically are fixing the problem, if that's the problem you have, and that's why chemistry oftentimes doesn't work. So many times you try to treat the problem chemically and the problem is physical. And that's why so many patients come to us from all over the world and say, this is amazing, the results I'm getting here are just off the chart amazing, how come nobody ever told me about this before? And the reason is, they don't know. Most doctors try to treat things chemically. I'm not against that. If you need chemical treatment, absolutely positively get it. But so many problems are physical. Chiropractic is the least expensive, most effective treatment when it comes to back pain. But it also unpinches nerves that go to organs. And in this case, we're talking about the stomach and the organs. So many times we fix the stomach, the body is able to start producing the serotonin to produce the melatonin to help you sleep. So if you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, chances are you need to come see us. Now, a lot of the things we're going to talk about nutritionally can aggravate the acid reflux. You may have it, and now this is just going to make it worse. So things like chocolate, 
Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but chocolate, if you have a little chocolate treat after dinner, it's not doing your REM, the rapid eye movement sleep, any favors. Chocolate is a hidden source of caffeine. And that makes it uh, taking a little forkful of your favorite chocolate souffle or chocolate ice cream that may be the very thing that's keeping you up. The caffeine in chocolate causes increased arousal and decreases the ability to develop and sustain deep sleep stages. Now, chocolate also has something in it called theobromine. And theobromine is another stimulant. So chocolate is one of those things that really stimulates you well. And if that's what you want, great, but that's not something you want to do before bed. And a lot of people don't think about it. I have to laugh at this. If you go to those fancy hotels, they put a chocolate on your bed. So I'm going to have a piece of chocolate before I go to sleep. Oh, it's so sweet. It's so wonderful. It's probably going to be affecting your sleep. Now, some people are affected differently than others when it comes to caffeine. Caffeine, when it gets into the brain, blocks up something called the adenosine receptor sites. In your brain, your brain releases something called adenosine. It's a chemical. And the adenosine is absorbed at something called the adenosine receptor site, and it, it makes you tired. So that's normal. That means that my body needs rest. I get tired. I go to sleep. Caffeine looks like adenosine. So when it gets into the brain, it blocks up the adenosine receptor sites, so now you can't get to sleep because you're not able to absorb the adenosine so you don't get tired. But your body's smarter than you. Your body now says, wait a minute, I gotta rest. So your body produces more adenosine receptor sites so it can absorb more of that adenosine. And then you say, well, I used to have a cup of coffee and it used to keep me awake, but now I need two cups of coffee and three cups of coffee and four cups of coffee. So what's happening is you're fighting mother nature. And if you remember the commercial from long ago, it's not nice to fool mother nature. So the caffeine blocks up the adenosine receptor sites, the body makes more adenosine receptor sites, you can absorb more adenosine so you can go to sleep, and there's the problem. So caffeine is preventing you from getting tired. Plus it stimulates the rest of the nervous system. So it kind of has a double whammy going on. Theobromine is another thing that stimulates uh, the nervous system and keeps you awake. Chocolate, not a good choice. And caffeine has a half-life of about 12 hours, eight to 12 hours. So that means it's half of it's out of your system in that time. So even if you have coffee for lunch or caffeine for lunch, it still may be affecting you for dinner and you're saying, well, for sleep, and you're saying, well, I haven't had coffee since breakfast. Well, half it's out of your system, the other half may still be there. So I want you to really cut back the caffeine, cut out the caffeine, because also if you're drinking coffee, it's loaded with pesticides and antifungal agents, because coffee, when it's stored, can grow fungus, so they spray chemicals on it. So if you're gonna do coffee, I recommend organic, I don't recommend you do coffee, though. And I also recommend that you do um, decaffeinated. Now, decaffeinated is not really decaffeinated. It just means there's less caffeine than the original version. So it's not, there's still caffeine in decaffeinated coffee. So don't think I'm going to have decaffeinated before I go to bed, and it's affecting my sleep. It still has caffeine in it, okay? So coffee, uh, chocolate, definitely want to cut that out of your life, if, especially if you have sleep issues. Alcohol. This is a biggie. I need a drink to relax. How many people say that? I've known people that say that. I need a drink to relax. That's a red flag to me. That's telling me that you may have a drinking problem. So alcohol in general relaxes not only your body, but relaxes what's called the lower esophageal sphincter. Now, you have a sheet of muscle called your diaphragm, and your stomach sits below the diaphragm, and there's a little valve between your stomach and your esophagus in, in, the, in, the, lower, in the diaphragm, and it's called the lower esophageal sphincter. It opens... Food drops in the stomach, it closes, you digest food and you pass it on. Alcohol relaxes your muscles. Oh, I need, a, I, need, I need alcohol to relax. 
but it opens up, it relaxes the lower esophageal sphincter, which now allows stomach acid, it may allow stomach acid to come up into the throat. So as it relaxes, the acid from the alcohol can enter into your throat. So now you got the alcohol coming up into your throat and the stomach acid coming up in your throat, and that can give you a burning feeling deep in your chest. Now research shows that drinking alcohol before bed can make you more likely to wake up throughout the night and diminishes your quality of sleep. We also know that alcohol can lead to snoring since it's a muscle relaxer. And we talked about sleep apnea a couple of shows ago, and that's one of the issues that happens is alcohol relaxes your muscles so you may snore more. So I really want you to consider if you're having sleep issues not to drink the alcohol. And I always say if you drink alcohol, you don't, you don't pass out, you don't fall asleep, you pass out. And you don't wake up, you kind of come to. And so that's not really something you want to do. And of course, we've talked about alcohol with liver. We've done shows on alcohol. If you go to our website, drjoe.com, just type in alcohol. We've done whole hour, two hour shows on alcohol and how dangerous the alcohol is. You think it's light, you think it's funny, ha, 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 we're gonna go out for a drink, have some fun with our friends. <sighs> if your goal is to get healthy, I don't want you to have that as part of your plan. I haven't had a drink in, I don't know, decades. And I'm fine. I go out to parties, I go out with my friends, and I'm sober, and I go home, and I go to sleep, but I don't get in car accidents. I'm the driver. So um, many of you may think, well, I'm not going to give up the alcohol. Dr. Joe, you're being ridiculous. Here's the rule. For every drink you have, I want you to have three glasses of water. Because alcohol dehydrates your body, makes your brain shrink. But the problem with that is if you're drinking three glasses of water, you're probably going to get up and have to pee all night, which can affect your sleep as well. So just stay away from the alcohol. It's a lot easier that way. So what we're talking about today is sleep issues. And as a chiropractor, I want to get you well the best we can. And you have to have a normally functioning nervous system, normally functioning digestive system, and good nutrition. Sleep contributes to all of that. You make better decision when you're well-rested. The nervous system works better when you're well-rested. The digestive system works better. So my goal is to try to get you well, and that's why I'm doing this whole show on sleep, because I want to teach you things that you can do to take care of yourself. Fried food, like fried chicken, for example. Fried chicken is a comfort food. I had a laugh at this the other day. I'm going to go on a tangent here for a second. Um, talking to some oncologists, uh, cancer patients. We're doing a show on sugar, actually. And one of the points came up that, you know, you shouldn't eat sugar. Sugar can stimulate cancer growth. And the, the statement was, which I thought was insane, well, when people have cancer, they need comfort food. They need to feel better about themselves. No! That's the worst time to give somebody comfort food, the traditional comfort food, because those are the things that are going to make the problem worse. So if your goal is to get them better, yeah, you got to give up the comfort food. If your goal is to just speed up the process, well, maybe comfort food will be a good thing. But comfort food, you want to eat comfort food, uh, so you eat some before heading off to sleep. That's not a good idea. High fat takes longer to digest and often causes bloating and indigestion, which can interfere with a sound night's sleep. You might have gas. You might have acid reflux. You might have the bloating, which can cause cramping. So that can mess up your sleep. Dried fruit. Now, you know, if you've listened to my shows before, I'm a big fan of fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds. But dried fruit, consuming too much dried fruit, fruit can bother your stomach and cause you to get gas and cramps. Now, during the night, that becomes an issue. And this is thanks to the high fiber, low water content. So if you're going to eat dried fruit, you want to drink water to rehydrate the fruit. However, if you do that, you might wake up and have to pee. The other thing with fruit, if you're going to eat dried fruit, whether it's, you know, peaches or raisins or cherries, I want to make sure it's organic. Because if it's not organic, chances are it has sulfites in it. And sulfites are carcinogenic. 
So I don't want you to eat fancy dried fruit, especially on the holidays. People send fruit baskets. I get them too. And it's the, the dried apricots and the dried peaches, and they're so thick and plump and juicy, and you bite into them, and they taste so good. Chances are they're loaded with sugar, but they're also loaded with preservatives. Dried fruit should be ugly and dried up and tough to chew. So if you want to, you can soak it in some water to you know, plump it up again. But I do want you to stay away from dried fruit for many reasons, especially if it has sulfites in it. If it doesn't have sulfites, it's organic. Knock yourself out. It is a lot of sugar, though. Other things that might affect your sleep. Hot peppers and spicy foods. Hot peppers are an easy way to boost your metabolism. It stimulates your metabolism. But consuming them late in the evening can trigger things like heartburns in certain individuals. We talked about that. But they're thermogenic. Thermogenic means they increase the body's core temperature. So because your core temperature naturally decreases as you're ready to go to sleep, raising it can make you feel more awake and you struggle with trying to go to sleep. So keep those hot and spicy options uh, for your healthy breakfast ideas, maybe even lunch. But if you eat it at dinner and you're having trouble sleeping, think about it. Now, one thing I recommend you do, go to our website, drjoe.com, and under patient forms, we have something called a diet diary. You can print it up, it's free, just it's yours. I'm not gonna, if you print it up or not, I won't know you do it. And I want you to start writing down everything you eat for just a couple of days, three, four days, everything. Don't change your diet, don't lie. Because if you change your diet and lie to yourself, that's not what we want. Just whatever you're gonna eat, just eat it. And then write it down. And then start writing in the, in the, in the border, or, you know, the, the column, or the side column of, of the paper. Write down, I have neck pain, I have back pain, I can't sleep, I have gas, I have bloating. Any symptoms you might have. And then after just a few days, chances are, you'll be able to start charting where the problem is. I used to date a gal, and she used to get headaches. And then she couldn't do chocolate. And I thought, I don't have that problem. I'm fine. And then I did my diet diary and I went, sure enough, I get headaches when I eat chocolate. I can't eat chocolate. Caffeine gives me a headache, any type of caffeine, coffee, anything like that. So I can't do caffeine, but I didn't know it until I wrote it down. I never correlated the two. So if you start correlating what you're eating to when, and also when you're eating to your sleep issues, you may find that there's a chemical reason why you're not getting a good night's sleep. So we talked about hot peppers, hot sauce, another thing. Uh, it's not a good thing to eat at night. The explanation is a little different. Hot sauce, uh, the heat comes from capsaicin, which can be found in chili peppers. Other peppers have that too. But capsaicin can cause the lower esophageal sphincter to stay open longer than usual, which can increase the feeling of heartburn and gas and bloating. And if you're laying down, acid can come up into your throat. If you're standing, you have gravity pulling your stomach down. So that's why if you eat it during the day, it may not be an issue, but if you eat it at night, it can cause uh, irritation of the throat, which can then cause you to go <clears throat> or trouble breathing and make you wake up. A lot of people have chronic sore throats and they come to me and say, Dr. Joe, I've been to everybody. I've been to the gastroenterologist, the ear, nose, and throat doctor, stuck a, a camera down there, can't find anything wrong. When we fix their stomach, when we adjust their stomach and get it to relax, many times that solves the problem because it's acid coming up into the throat. Now, as a speaker, a lot of my, my colleagues, people who do radio and television, we speak for a living. And so many times I'll see them going, <clears throat> I'll grab them and I'll say, listen, let me, let me check your stomach. And if we fix their stomach, that oftentimes solves that problem. So chronic cough, sinus problems, uh, irritation, acid reflux, many times that's a physical problem, not a chemical problem. And we just need to fix it physically. It's not that hard. It's pretty simple too. Other things that might keep you awake. We're talking about sleep today. Peppermint. 
Now, there's some health benefits that peppermint. It might help you uh, help digestive system, uh, digestive system. But many people pop peppermints in their mouth after dinner. It kind of freshens up their breath. You're walking out of a restaurant. There's little candies there. Some people have it in their teeth. Think it's going to calm them down. But it turns out peppermint can trigger acid reflux and heartburn. So stay away from peppermint before bed. High sugar cereals. I see this with a lot of my single friends. What did you have for dinner last night? Eh, a bowl of cereal. I don't even feel like making dinner. And so high, high sugar cereals, not a good idea. You want to pass by the high sugar cereals. Eating high sugar cereals can make your blood sugar spike and then crash, which can affect your sleep. If you're going to eat cereal, choose those that have five grams of sugar or less per serving. A simple thing you can do if you're lazy and you don't want to make a big dinner is get some just uh, old-fashioned oatmeal. Make sure it's organic, of course. Old-fashioned oatmeal, and you can just... Uh, Put some cinnamon on there if you want to. Cinnamon stabilizes the blood sugar. And just some coconut milk or almond milk and drink, eat that. Because that's high in fiber, but it's not high in sugar. You don't have to cook oatmeal, by the way. Old-fashioned oatmeal is already cooked. It's steamed. So if you're doing groats, which is the whole oat, that you need to cook. But old-fashioned oatmeal, no need to cook it. You can eat it plain. And in Europe, they'll mix it with nuts and dried fruit and call it muesli. It's a very popular breakfast cereal, unlike the crazy high sugar cereals we have here in the States. In Europe, they'll use muesli, which is, they, again, they don't put the sulfites in the dried fruit. So dried fruit, some nuts, and some oats. And that might be a good choice for you. So that would be a better choice, of course, than the, than the sugary ones. And it's a lot cheaper. It's better for you, too. Other things that you might be eating that can affect your sleep. Cheese. Full-fat dairy might keep you fuller longer but you happen to, if you happen to suffer from the acid reflux, the high fat content in the cheese might make you feel like your esophagus is on fire, which will no doubt, of course, keep you up at night. So a lot of the things that keep you up at night have to do with acid reflux. And if you've listened to my shows before, the number one reason patients come see us, we're a team of chiropractors, is pain. Neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness. If you've ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged 100% of the time. You need to come see us right away, even if you don't have symptoms yet. We have patients all the time come into our offices and say, I was in a car accident, I need to get checked. 100% of the time, if the car was damaged, we find problems. Number one reason is pain. Number two reason we see patients is acid reflux. And when you're up during the day, like I said, gravity's pulling it down, not that big a deal on your stomach. When you lay down, the stomach can push up against the diaphragm. And if you're doing things like alcohol or spicy foods, that sphincter that holds the acid down in your stomach can open up. If that opens up, the acid can come up into your throat, and that can wake you up. Not a good idea. And, as we said earlier, you're not, probably not digesting your proteins properly, and the, pro and the amino acid that comes from protein tryptophan eventually becomes melatonin in your brain, which helps you sleep. So, we got to fix the chemistry. And that's what's so cool about what we do in our offices, is we get to the cause of the problem, not just treat the symptoms. And this is why so many people love being patients of ours. They're so happy they finally got results. And the very few times patients don't get results in our offices, sometimes we, we can't fix them. We can't help everybody. But it's oftentimes patients don't listen to us. They didn't do what we said. They came in two visits while my headaches are still there. We're not that good. It's going to take longer than two visits to fix something that's been there for 10 or 20 years. So when, we, when you come see us, make sure you just follow our advice. It's only a few weeks, but do what we say. You're going to get a lot better results. Other things that might keep you awake, pizza. Now, it's a quick fix. You're working late. You know, you go to drunk food, of course, back in the old days. I remember college. I was in college once. Slice of pizza uh, won't give you any sweet dreams. 
because of the combination of fat and the cheese and the acid in the tomato sauce and the wheat, which causes an inflammatory reaction, can have an, a negative effect on your sleep. High acid foods can cause acid reflux, especially when eaten too close to bedtime. And even if you don't feel the heartburn, you might have something called silent acid reflux. The other thing too with pizza, number one food allergen is dairy. Number two food allergen is wheat. So what does that cause? Mucus. How many times you wake up in the morning, <sighs> your throat's all full of mucus, your sinuses are all filled up. Think about what you're eating. I want you to cut out the wheat and the dairy products. One week. See if it changes the mucus. I bet you it does. Got to go to break soon, folks. Got a lot to cover. So stay with us. We're talking about sleep. And as a chiropractor, my team of doctors want to get to the cause of the problem. And one of the major causes of people not sleeping is pain. So if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, uh, headaches, numbness, tingling, come see us. Stop suffering needlessly. The biggest complaint I get, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I suffer for so long? Why didn't somebody tell me about this? We accept most insurances. We work with car accident paces, Medicare. We want to be your doctor. So if you want to make an appointment, go to our website right now, drjoe.com. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. If you're not in the Atlanta area, we can always do a nutritional consultation over the phone or over Skype. So you can go to the website, drjoe.com, set up an appointment or send us a message, and we'll get you set up. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. The website has over 1,000 hours of podcasts on it. A lot of good information. And we come back, we talk about supplements that might help you sleep. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on the WSB Radio app.